Hi friends, welcome to the Joyful Headspace podcast. My name is Marissa and this podcast is all about personal transformation. Through honest, heartfelt conversations about topics that matter to you, we'll be working together to create a mindset you love living in, one that embraces kindness towards yourself and others, a peaceful way of being, and overall a more joyful approach to life. You guys probably remember that in the last season of Joyful Headspace, we finished everything with an episode called Intentionality and Finishing What You Start. And in that episode, I was starting to get re-excited about my career choice as an English teacher. I had just had this brief mental health break where I took two semesters just taking one class apiece so that I could focus on my book, the podcast, my wellness business, and a couple other personal goals. So now that I'm back in college full swing, a junior embracing six classes per semester and starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, I'm getting really excited about my future as a teacher. I've started brainstorming what the culture of my classroom will be like, how I can set that mood, and different ways to decorate my classroom. So far, I've decided that we'll have a growth theme. This will look like (laughs) taking my love for plants and letting it loose on my classroom decor. There will be plant-themed bulletin boards with cute little sayings like grow positive thoughts and progress over perfection. There will be actual live plants adorning my desk and bookshelves. There will be flexible seating to promote student comfort and optimize their focus. Maybe I'll even get to have a fish tank in my classroom as like a classroom pet. I think if I were to have a classroom pet, I would definitely want those brightly colored little fish that are just so joyful and peaceful to look at. But best of all, (laughs) I'm hoping I can set up a little coffee and tea station that my students will be welcome to use if they ever need extra time with me to talk about homework or something on their mind. And of course, like other faculty, like staff, I want them to feel welcome at my classroom and to really build good relationships, real connections with both my students and my other fellow teachers. And nothing says welcome better than the rich aroma of coffee wafting into the air from my classroom, am I right? (laughs) So there's a little sneak peek as to what I'm dreaming up over here. But for today's episode, I really wanna focus on that theme that I chose of growth. See, An important part of my classroom's culture is that we'll all be encouraged to develop a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset. And even though this is a fabulous thing to talk to students about, it's also something everyone can benefit from in their day-to-day lives, whether they're students or not. So what exactly is a growth mindset? What exactly is a fixed mindset? Is one better than the other? And if so, how can you develop it? Someone with a growth mindset has the following set of beliefs. As I list them off, take a little time to reflect on each one to see if it fits your current mentality. Number one, failure is an opportunity to grow. Number two, I can learn to do anything I want. 
Number three, challenges help me to grow. Number four, my effort and attitude determine my abilities. Number five, feedback is constructive. Number six, I am inspired by the success of others. And number seven, I like to try new things. Now, contrarily, someone with a fixed mindset will have these beliefs. Failure is the limit of my abilities. I'm either good at it or I'm not. My abilities are unchanging. I don't like to be challenged. I can either do it or I can't. My potential is predetermined. When I'm frustrated, I give up. I stick to what I know. And lastly, feedback and criticisms are personal. Now, you may be hearing this and think you mostly align with a growth mindset, which is awesome. This episode will help you explore it even more and encourage you to keep on growing. But when you are listening to the fixed mindset beliefs, if you found that your current mentality aligns most with it instead, Something I can tell you for sure is that you do have a budding growth mindset. And the reason I know that is because you're listening to this podcast about personal growth and mind health. So big cheers your way as well. My guess is that most of us see elements of both mindsets in ourselves. So let's take a look at how each one affects us differently. I have a book called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. It's by Stanford University psychologist Carol Dweck, and she's the researcher who founded this term of the growth mindset, so I figured it's only appropriate to read you a bit of her work on this. She says, My research has shown that the view you adopt for yourself profoundly affects the way you lead your life. It can determine whether you become the person you want to be and whether you accomplish the things you value. Believing that your qualities are carved in stone or the fixed mindset creates an urgency to prove yourself over and over. If you only have a certain amount of intelligence, a certain personality, and a certain moral character, well, then you'd better prove that you have a healthy dose of them. Every situation calls for a confirmation of their intelligence, personality, or character. Every situation is evaluated. Will I succeed or will I fail? Will I look smart or dumb? Will I be accepted or rejected? Will I feel like a winner or a loser? (laughs) There's another mindset in which these traits are not simply a hand you're dealt and have to live with always trying to convince yourself and others that you have a royal flush when you're secretly worried it's a pair of tens. In this mindset, the hand you're dealt is just the starting point for development. This growth mindset is based on the belief that your basic qualities are things you can cultivate through your efforts. Do people with this mindset believe that anyone can be anything? That anyone with proper motivation or education can become Einstein or Beethoven? No, but they believe that a person's true potential is unknown and unknowable. That it's impossible to foresee what can be accomplished with years of passion, toil, and training. So that's the end of what I'm going to read of her book. But someone with a growth mindset is excited about what they can become through hard work. 
they don't see themselves as failing, they see themselves as learning. But an individual with a fixed mindset will typically have a fear of failure and they'll be very concerned with how other people perceive them. The fixed mindset assumes that everything about us, our intelligence, our creative abilities, etc., are fixed and can't be changed no matter how much we want them to. This can affect you in all areas of life, whether you're a student learning a new subject, a dreamer trying to take their business idea to the next level, a parent trying their best every day, or an individual just trying to adopt a new healthy lifestyle. Really, you name it, it will always affect you. Will you be discouraged when faced with something you haven't been the best at in the past? Or will you see it as an opportunity to grow your circle of experience and potentially claim a new skill or accomplishment? Put simply, a growth mindset enables you to achieve more in life. It says that you can achieve an infinite amount of success. It says that your wisdom and intelligence grows with each new experience. Many people have also claimed to feel much happier upon embracing a growth mindset because they are continually focused on the things that they can control. It's a gateway for a more meaningful life in essence. So how can you go about embracing this shift in mindset? Now we're going to talk about eight tips and tricks as to how you can start thinking this way. The first thing you can do is change the way you speak to yourself. You've heard me go on about the importance of positive self-talk before, which is where you intentionally think of yourself with the same love and respect as you would a close friend that you admire. But in this case, I'm encouraging you to notice those thoughts that say, what'll happen if I mess this up? Will I look unintelligent or unable? I can't bounce back if I fail. And once you've noticed those thoughts, change the narrative. Respond to those remarks of a fixed mindset with, I'll never know if I don't try, and if I fail, I have more experience for next time, and I can learn anything I want to. Just like how Carol Dweck said, the view you adopt for yourself profoundly affects the way you lead your life, so does the way you speak to yourself. Do you hype yourself up, or are you in your own way of getting things done? The beauty of life is that you get to choose. The second thing you can do is get in the habit of celebrating small victories. If a growth mindset is all about being focused on what you're learning and how you're developing, then you're gonna wanna start taking notice of your small wins and celebrating them because growth can be a slow process sometimes. And it's easier to get discouraged if you wait on your celebrating until a huge victory is achieved. You want to be able to show yourself appreciation along the way as well. So celebrate little wins and shoot, celebrate what you learn from failures too. The third thing that's really a must here is to set reasonable expectations for yourself. You don't have to be a master at everything or determined to become one. Dweck herself said in an interview that a growth mindset doesn't require you to go around improving everything. You can focus in on things and you can say, no, I'm not gonna do that thing. So a surefire way to encourage a fixed mindset is to set an unreasonably high expectation for yourself right off the bat. 
Stay focused and be kind to yourself. The fourth thing is to let go of perfection. I love the way that Macy Summer put it in this article in the Odyssey. She says, the idea of perfection is pretty, but perfection will leave you feeling as if you aren't good enough, like you're inadequate and there must be something wrong with you because you cannot achieve this persona. But all in all, we weren't made to be perfect. We were made to be human and to be human means to be real. So instead of trying to be perfect, strive to be dedicated. Dedication leads to meaningful fulfillment and perfection is just an illusion. The fifth thing is a toughie, but certainly not impossible. And it's to stop seeking approval from other people. Worrying about what others think is a primary trait of a fixed mindset and often stunts your growth. But that's such a shame when deep down, we know that what people think about you often says more about themselves than it does about you. For more on this, check out my previous episode called The Beauty of Not Taking Life So Seriously. Try to think about it this way. There's only one person who will always be consistently there for you throughout life. One person who will know you inside and out and how hard you're trying. That person, of course, is yourself. So it's time to start trusting and accepting you. Look beyond these outsiders' opinions of you and their idea of success. I think this one becomes a lot easier for us when we successfully completed the last tip about letting go of the ideal we call perfection. The sixth thing is to value the process over the end result. The destination is just a brief moment in time we get to experience. It's the journey that requires so much time. So we may as well find joy in it and appreciate what it's offering us, right? When you focus on the process, you're putting your time and energy into the task at hand, which ends up producing a better result when you do reach your destination. The seventh thing is another toughie, but again, not impossible. And it's to take criticism or feedback in stride. While your ultimate security and your abilities should come from yourself and not what others think about you, criticisms can often offer us valuable feedback because that person is able to see what you're doing from a slightly different perspective than you and perhaps offer something insightful. Every time you receive feedback, Try to find the ways it's constructive, while of course being firmly rooted in your own sense of security. The eighth and final tip I'm gonna share is to learn that speed is not important. Remember, a growth mindset is focused on the process. Understand that the two words, not yet, are totally okay. And if you're struggling with something, it's not hopeless. You just haven't mastered it yet. So as we conclude, I wanna speak this little message of love and well wishes over your endeavors towards a growth mindset. May you embrace challenges all throughout your life. May you truly believe that talent is not innate, but rather that it can be developed. May you rid the idea that failure is proof of your unintelligence and instead view failure as a unique opportunity to grow. May all your efforts lead to success 
May your life be filled with successful role models, and may you never, ever cease your desire to improve. Keep growing. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. You know where to find me for updates on the podcast, my book, the blog, and all of that good stuff. Head on over to Instagram and follow me at msailf. That's m.sail, like a sailboat, dot f on Instagram. If you liked what you heard today, don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. Wherever you're listening, there should be a little share option or a copy link option in the top right corner, and I'd love to hear what you enjoyed the most. Don't forget to head on over to the website below and sign up for the Joyful Community VIPs letter. As a welcome gift, I'll send you your very own download of the My Joyful Journal totally free. Thanks again for listening, guys. Until next time. If you're here now for today's scriptural inspiration, I've got a really great one for you. There are so many areas of life we may be hoping to see some growth in and are now pumped up to pursue, but there's a special kind of growth that each one of us are invited to experience, and it's perhaps the most fulfilling of all, and that is spiritual growth. We're told in 2 Peter 3.18 to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord, and in Colossians 2.6, to live our lives rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in faith and overflowing with gratefulness. One of the countless benefits that'll ensue from this kind of growth can be found in Psalm 92.12, which says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age, and they will stay fresh and green. I don't know if we can fully grasp what he's saying here without a little special attention to the palm tree comment. We've all seen it before. Even in the fiercest of storms, a palm tree will stay rooted in the ground. During a hurricane, the palm tree will literally bend until it's parallel to the ground, and when the storm passes, it'll bounce right back up, standing tall as ever. The palm tree is the epitome of resilience. So what we're being promised here is divine strength and resilience in our own lives if we pursue this kind of growth. I think that's something we could all use a little more of.